It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Land Grant, Holy Land's I-70 football show, where we talk about the Big Ten from Rutgers to Ohio State. Uh, as always, I'm your host, Jordan, and I'm here with my co-host, Dante. What's up? What's good, what's good, what's good? Um, you know, this is, uh, let, let's hope that this recording goes smoothly this time. Yeah, man, I hope so, I hope so. Y'all don't know, but... We've we, we tried this. We've tried this before, and we yeah. just had to restart. Yeah, we've had some interruptions. So yeah, I'm, I'm being a nice American and, and stuff. So yeah, and and this is why I'm actually I'm not even going to bring that up because I don't need nobody in my mentions talking about animal preferences. <laughs> oh man, uh, that's that's enough to get people to stop listening to the podcast. Probably not, not the fact. Not the fact that we run long or we talk about random non-Big Ten stuff. It's going to be animal preferences, so I'm not even just going to get into that. Um, so, yeah. Uh, it's weird restarting because we've had a whole conversation. It's like, do we just restart that conversation or do we um, just go into the show? So, we can just go into the show. Yeah. Uh, the conversation we were having is actually my pit stop. So, we'll fair get enough. to it. Fair enough, fair enough. So on, on this episode, uh, I will go ahead and state uh, we are not doing tears this week uh, because life happens. And I, for some reason, thought I was Superman and thought I could we could pre- we could prepare for tears while also me moving. 
Uh, that was not smart. So we are going to get to it, and we're going to start next week because I do think it's good. And before we get too far removed from the season, we should recap it. Right. But, I mean, hey, there was still a football game that happened. Hopefully no one stopped listening because we talked about the national championship. I think even if you're a Big Ten fan, it, actually, no, I know it was not that interesting because it was one of the least watched national championships in a while. So let's start there. We had that conversation last week. Um, and you were kind of talking about how you just don't ever really see a whole bunch of hype for the national championship. No. Did you see that this was one of the least watched national championships in years? Yeah, I did, and it didn't surprise me. Yeah, no. Like, it's like, you know, it, it, like, you know, a lot of people don't care about the national championship um, unless they have a team in it, um, which is kind of weird sometimes because, yeah. like, everyone seems to care about the Super Bowl. And, like, college football does really, really good with TV numbers and stuff. But maybe maybe the Super Bowl is just a cultural thing it because, be. like, the commercials and the halftime show. Yeah. But that's getting over That's getting over soon because the commercials have been trashed recently. Like, recently, that hasn't no, been a memorable. I don't remember a good Super Bowl commercial since, like, 2012. Yeah, like high school. Yeah. <laughs> well, you graduated in 2012, but still high school. Yeah, it's been, it's, um, it's been a while. Yeah, they've had little gems here and there, but I can't remember one off the top of my head, and that might right. be the that answer. Kinda, yeah, they—I don't know. It feels like they're trying to do too much. Like they're just not like funny anymore. They're trying to like overdo yeah. production and and, then, and like try too hard to make a joke. Yeah, and then like what also isn't helping. It's like throughout the year, there are funnier commercials. Like I'll tell you right now, the progressive commercials about trying to make sure um, you don't turn into your parents. Are hilarious. Yeah, and yeah. like so, That's like right. you're getting stuff like that all year, and then they kind of want the bed on the Super Bowl. It's just like at this point, now you're just there for the game and the halftime show, and sometimes not even the game. Facts, and and some of them get lazy and like do their Super Bowl commercial like the weeks leading up to the Super Bowl, and then you see it on Super Bowl night, and you're like, I've already seen this commercial. Yep. Yeah. So. Or uh, or they, or they do one commercial where it's kind of just like throws you off and it's really really depressing. Like, like I'm sure. Oh like, yeah. Like we're probably going to get a what is it? Uh, a Apple Watch commercial for this oh, world. Oh no 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 no! And those have been kind of like really morbid. That's, so. the worst, that's the worst commercial ever. Oh my god! And it's funny. We both the one we both because we were watching the same thing. We both tweeted about it at the same time. Yeah. Like, why did Apple Watch this? Like, Apple Watch saved this family's life, and they literally used the police call of like someone like breaking into their house. And, oh man, and yeah, something fire. like that. Yeah, it was really. It was weird. like it was something where they almost died. Yeah, it was and they literally creepy. used the police like like the nine one one call from the Apple Watch, and they were like. The Apple Watch saved this family's life. Like, listen, can you just talk about the fact that like it counts your steps or something? Like, I, like that's great that you can call off of it, but I don't. It's like someone almost dying isn't gonna make me buy the watch. Yeah, it, it just makes me feel like as a company, you like you're profiting off of someone's misfortune. Yeah, it's really kind of messed up, and all because it's like I get you're trying to show off that it can help you in dire situations, but you could have just told us that. I don't need to hear a very right. ominous 
nine one one call. Like it, it's just really yeah. creepy to me. And honestly, if you were gonna do it, which is still a bad idea, like don't reenact it, but just like make up a fake scenario where like they do it, like do like a car accident, like you see those all the time with like progressive commercial, like a car accident where someone, like some passerby walks by and like calls on the watch because they don't have their cell phone on them, yeah. and it's like you can make calls, you know, like like that is still not the best way to sell something, but like if that is the important thing that you want to get out the way, like or like you know. It could just be funny. Like, everyone knows that men suck at grocery shopping. He leaves his phone at home, and he needs to know what his wife wants from the grocery store. Boom. Call the wife on the Apple Watch. We just made Apple a commercial that doesn't make anyone depressed. Like, I promise you, it's not that hard. It's just really, because it's just really creepy, because then after that, like, I'm... You're still like you're selling your watch, and I'm supposed to just go buy a watch now. <laughs> like that's, that's so that's so weird. A five hundred dollar watch at that, Bruh, <laughs> like a watch that you have to, a watch that you have to make payments on. <laughs> like, like, bro, I know you just heard something really, really morbid and depressing. So go buy our watch. <laughs> like, no, and I'm, I'm sure I think we talked about that like that week. A few weeks ago, but it's just—it's. I, I have a feeling that we're going to get an Apple Watch commercial for the Super Bowl. In the middle of the Super Bowl, yeah, and and it's going to be sandwiched in between two commercials. Two hilarious ones, or ones that are trying yeah. to be funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's going to suck. Um, but yeah, so so for some reason, to get back on topic, for some reason, people don't really watch the national. Like, there's not a lot of hype about the national champion championship nationally, mm-hmm. but this one in particular uh, has it was one of the lowest viewing audiences, which is crazy because it was actually a really good game. So so let's get into the game. First of all, just a side note: the game was only a couple days ago, technically. I guess it was almost a week ago because today's Sunday. Yeah. It doesn't feel like it was six days ago like it feels like it was like two weeks ago when i put it on the show plan to talk about the game i was like are we like two weeks late i i, I said the same thing when i read it i was like i feel like we should have did this last week and no, uh, it was on monday the game was on monday <laughs> it, it hasn't been a week yet so yeah it kind of just shows you that it was kind of it, it while a good game it was memorable it was a boring kind of game yeah. and i get why it was the lowest view because a lot of people, even as like, even if there's a lot of SEC fans, a lot of people aren't fans of the SEC. So and and, and they think the SEC is trying to take over um, the playoffs. So when it was two SEC teams playing in the national championship game, it made perfect sense for that to be the lowest game. Like I, you could, I still the writing was on the wall. Yeah, no, uh, it really was, and then and then you add in other factors like we've already seen the game. It was a rematch, yeah, it was a rematch. Um, all the other kind of stuff. I mean, it, it still was a good game though, but you know, I, I definitely understand why people didn't want to watch it. I was going to watch it because it's like I love football too much not to. It's one of the last games of the year, but I can't say I was excited to watch it. Like nah. I wasn't like like you know like. Even when Ohio State wasn't in there, I was excited to see that LSU Clemson one because, like, I thought that was going to be interesting. I was excited and, to and, see, and that was kind of like first. Wasn't that the reason? Because the like everybody wanted to see LSU beat Clemson. Yeah, yep. yeah. I was excited to see the first. I was excited to see the first two Alabama Clemsons because the first one was a really good game, and then I wanted to see like you know. 
the the second one because a rematch a year apart is interesting, yeah. not a couple weeks apart. I didn't really care for the third one, but like <clears throat> I wasn't yeah, I wasn't like interested in, in watching the game. I was just gonna watch it no matter what. But I mean, I, it was Georgia I mean, won. Yeah, I mean, I mean even us, listening we, to this, we were missing yeah. like we, we were missing parts of the game and stuff. So even yeah. we weren't even fully invested. So it, it makes sense. Yeah, for sure. Um, if you're listening to this and somehow don't know Georgia won, which is um, interesting. I, I, let me ask you this question: Georgia won, right? Mm-hmm. Georgia's in the SEC. It's Georgia. They won the recruiting, that kind of stuff. People, they're blue blood, so people are. But they haven't won a championship in 41 years. Yeah. So it puts you in this awkward position of like, I'm tired of the same teams winning, but technically, Georgia's a new team. Yeah, Georgia's so a Georgia, new team. So where do you? Where do you fall on it? Does it being Georgia and then being pretty successful and in the SEC, does that like take away your feeling on them? Not, I mean, you're not a fan and they beat your team, but does that take away like the the hype or like the kind of excitedness of it being a new team? Or is it like, yeah, they, ha- they haven't won, but they've done everything else, so I don't care. So I think it, it should add to the hype because was, was Georgia, like since the playoff bracket, Playoff system, but was uh, emu- uh was implemented. Was Georgia in the playoffs? Uh, they've been in there once. Yeah, they've been in there once because there was. I'm pretty sure we got a Georgia. Yeah, the um the two of Jalen Hurts one that was in the national championship game. Um, when Jalen Hurts was benched for Tua. That was against Georgia. No. Yeah, no. Yes. But no. I was that in the SEC championship game? No, because I know he got benched for Tua in the national championship. Right. Wasn't that against Georgia? No, that was against uh, Clemson or Ohio State. It definitely wasn't Ohio State. Tua got drafted when? Uh, 20... 19, 2020. No, I'm almost positive that was in the national championship. I don't think they were going against Georgia, though. Are they going against Oklahoma? Nah, because Oklahoma loses. Yeah, every time. Uh, Are you sure... Because I'm, I'm pretty sure – because that was one of Kirby Smart's first years there. And so everyone was, like, oh. super excited. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah, yeah. It was Georgia. It was um, it was 2017, yeah. Yep. The, the – yeah, no one on uh, – yeah. See, okay, see, what you're thinking about is it happened twice. So the first one in 2017 against Georgia, Jalen was benched for Tua. Mm-hmm. And then they won the national championship. And then in 2018, Tua was benched for Jalen, but they still lost. And then after that season, Jalen went to Oklahoma. So it happened twice in reverse. But the first time they won, when Tua was a freshman, and then the second time, Tua started the whole season, they were losing to Clemson. They put Jalen in, but it wasn't big enough to spark. They still lost. And then Jalen went to Oklahoma for that. Um, and then Tua took over and won the championship in 2018. Because in 2017, they lost to Clemson 35-31. Yeah, 
Yeah, and then you had to see. Yeah, no, 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 no. You had the years mixed up because they played Clemson multiple times. Well, that thinking, happened in twenty seventeen. I'm googling. Yeah, in twenty seventeen they faced Clemson, and then next year they faced Georgia. Okay, okay. So that's where we're getting mixed up. Mm-hmm. It's the twenty seventeen season, mm-hmm. but the the game happened in twenty eighteen. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the twenty seventeen season, the game was in twenty eighteen. That is when. Tua replaced Jalen. And then the 2018 season, with the game being in 2019, is when Jalen replaced Tua and they lost to Clemson. Yeah, okay. Yeah, because it's that's the other thing. I hate that the I hate that like the basketball basketball doesn't make sense because the season's too long. Basketball should start in January. Uh, but that's a totally different thing. I hate that the championship is in a different year of the season. Like it's just it just makes it confusing, especially like the NFL kind of makes sense because it goes so long. It goes until February, but this championship is the first weekend of the new year to yeah. start the season one week up and have the championship on New Year's Day, New Year's Eve, or whatever. I don't care, but like no, nah, that doesn't work. I don't know. It's just weird trying to remember which is which because the year happens and right. but. Now yeah, they, they had to throw me off. I, I mean, so Georgia's been in it one other time. So to, in a way, it's yeah. still a new team. Yeah, because right. I got tired of seeing Oklahoma and Clemson. So I guess in the national championship game, it's not a new team. The games leading up to it, there are new teams. But um, yeah, yeah, I, I feel like it's like because still in a way, like for Georgia to win a championship after forty-one years. Still add hype, but I can get. I can still see why it's not that much of that much hype because it's still an SEC team. So it's like the rich still get richer. Yeah, you're on the you're on the same page as me. I'm ex- I, I'm happy about it because it's a new, it is a new team and Georgia's my second favorite team. Mm-hmm. Large, I think I've said this before. They're my second favorite team because I wanted to go to college at the University of Georgia. Mm-hmm. I looked at undergrad and grad school and it just didn't work out because out of state tuition's a lot and as you know all that <laughs> their out of state stuff. tuition is incredible. Yeah, so I, I I did not deal with that. Um but yeah, so I like Georgia. I was happy. But I like like you said, I understand why people aren't aren't happy about it, but because it is the SEC or whatever. But you know, Georgia hasn't won in forty one years. Like yeah. uh and that's a conversation that could spiral because Georgia had the best year Especially, um, this is not to get into politics, but just really quickly, especially if you're a Democrat, because Georgia went blue for the first time like ever. The Atlanta Braves won the uh, World Series. Yep. Georgia football won the national championship. And the Atlanta Hawks were in the Western Conference Finals. This Easter. is the most expensive Eastern Conference Finals. Especially if you're a Democrat. That's the last thing I'm going to say about politics. But especially if you're a Democrat, this was probably the best year of your life. <laughs> like, like, just yeah, like, just for just for like now the Atlanta Hawks stink, which I knew was going to happen. But it was a fluke. Yeah. And, people and, people were like, "Yeah, they're going to be back next year." No, they're not. No, they're not. They'll be lucky to make the playoffs. And I knew that was going to happen. And right now they're struggling to stay in the playoffs. And um, I think the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> They ain't been right since that uh, Super Bowl uh, collapse. They still ain't got it right. Yeah, no. And they were, I don't even, I still don't know how they got to that Super Bowl. So it is what it is. Oh, Dallas um, sucks. 
<laughs> so, so yeah, Georgia wins 33-18. It was a good game. We're, we don't have that. We've rambled about it, so we're not even just going to – we're not going to get into too much analysis because that's going to make the show run long. Yeah. But it was – even though it wasn't super exciting, it was a fun game to watch. Georgia actually showed up this time for whatever reason. Uh, Stetson Bay made – it was crazy to me because it was it was a close game until about I want to say mid third quarter. I think that's when they kind yeah. of pulled away. Yeah, yep. And it's yeah, Stetson Bennett made a crazy throw after that weird fumble. They got a touchdown, and then they had the pick six, so they scored fourteen yeah. unanswered. Yeah, and 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 then um, Alabama lost a big receiver after already didn't have having their other one to start the game. So you kinda of, like once that happened, you're kinda of like, if they pull this off, it's just because like Nick Saban keeps getting away with it. <laughs> and they wasn't able to get away with it. Yeah, it's crazy because um it really looked like they were gonna lose the game. And I had tweeted it and I love when people like I love when people respond to tweets after the fact. Mm-hmm. And, like, I had tweeted, like, Georgia's really going to lose this game and Alabama's without their top two receivers. And as soon as someone, as soon as they won, someone was like, this didn't age well. And it's like, yeah, it's called live tweeting. Yeah. Um, not everything ages well, but at that point in time, it looked like they were going to lose without without Alabama having their two best uh, players on offense. It did, it did look like that. It just looked like it was going to be a grinded out game, and if it was going to be something like that, it, you you're going to want to go with Alabama. And I, yeah. Until I want to say mid third quarter when it just clicked on offense. And was Wait, well, yeah, I wouldn't say it clicked like a on offense. Bro. <laughs> I wouldn't even say I wouldn't even say it clicked on offense because it was a good drive. He made a spectacular throw, yeah. and I'm not trying to take away from him, but it didn't really click. They had a good drive, and then Bryce Young threw a pick six, and the game was over. The game was over. So yeah, you can't do that. Uh, on a, on a Big Ten note, um, I don't want to see no one else say that Bryce Young is better quarterback than CJ Stroud. They are both good. I think they're both. Bryce Young has some things. Equal. They both. Um, I don't. I think um, Bryce Young is just shorter. A, it's not a. It's not a huge gap, but like as far as like, well, okay. Let me let me clarify. Projecting to the NFL on a college level, they're pretty much equal within because they do certain things. But projecting to an NFL, uh, CJ Stroud is a. a is a better projection to the NFL, and I do think that he's a better overall quarterback. He does some stupid stuff with the ball, um, but Bryce Young is good. He didn't I have just, a great I, game, I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't also, think either one of them will be good quarterbacks in the NFL. I 100 percent disagree with you, and we really? can argue about that all next season. Yeah. Okay, all right. Um, <clears throat> before we have that conversation, we won't have it today. But I think that's a good off-season conversation. I want you to watch this video. Uh, from this uh, quarterback guy and, like, actually, like, watch C.J. Stroud, Mm -hmm. he does some things that, like, are very NFL-ready. With his placement, with his anticipation, which you don't see in college uh, at all often, um, like, looking off defenders and that kind of stuff, Uh, he obviously has some things to work on. used to say that about uh, Sunshine in Jacksonville, too. Okay, he said that about Baker. 
There are people who don't feel safe. No, 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 no. Baker, listen, listen, I Baker, disagree because I, I was saying okay. I knew I knew Baker couldn't make a read in college, but there were people. <laughs> there were people saying that he could read the defense and make anticipation throws never, in, in never. big leagues, and I was like, I don't See, know what you're watching, but okay, <laughs> okay. But but here's the difference. There's actually evidence of C.J. Stroud doing it. There's never been evidence yeah, of Baker. That's why I was, I was very confused and, why people said that um, about Baker. I'm mad that you called him Sunshine, but the, I, we talked about this. I can't think of his name. That's why. <laughs> it's Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> we, we, we talked about this a bunch of times. The biggest issue with Trevor Lawrence is he has all the talent in the world, but he is literally – like Clemson has, runs the least NFL offense of everyone. Yeah. And, like, there was, only, there was only one or two people re- really willing to break down his film. And they all said it. They said he's going to have trouble adjusting because they don't run an NFL offense. He doesn't make no reads. Like, everything was schemed open. It was a lot of RPOs. It was a lot of – and it's funny. Like, everyone was like, Justin Fields doesn't do this. And it's like, yeah, but Justin Fields runs an NFL offense. Yeah. And Ryan Day re- refuses to give that man a check down. <laughs> so, yeah, he held on to the ball because there was no receiver within 15 yards of the line of scrimmage. <laughs> like – they didn't leak a running back, a tight end, or nothing. Like, well, where was the ball going? So, that's uh, that's a conversation for another day. But yeah, I want I'm going to send you this video, and at All some right. point in the offseason, we can talk about it because I want to see if it changes your mind. Okay. But I do think that CJ Stroud has NFL potential, but it's only his first year. So he could come next year and suck. So like I'm not about to sit here and proclaim he's going to be the greatest of all time. I just think he I think he can be a good NFL player. Um, but anyway, speaking of the NFL, I think that's a solid tra- transition. Um, let, let's talk about the the playoffs, which are happening, which is which includes your team because of my team, and doesn't include my team because of my team. Yes, I'm still salty about it. I cannot believe um, we're in the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what's funny? So well, we can we can start with them because like people people are like confused at why Ben said that we shouldn't be here and we're not good enough. So let's just come on, let's just come on and have fun. And it's like, I mean, wait, hold on, time out. before you can before you continue. I wasn't paying attention, and I definitely thought that was a joke. He really said that. Yes, no, it was an interview. Yeah, yeah, he was like, "We're we're really not good enough as a as a team to really to stand a chance against Kansas City in Kansas City." So okay, so you know, like, how so let's let's just go out there and have fun. Which I I've I've seen coaches say that before, and no one got mad. So I don't. I'm I'm just confused as to why. People are mad at him saying that. And even some team, some of his younger teammates were like confused that he said that. And it's like you're confused, but you shouldn't be. You know we're not a good team. You know you're not a good team. We're, we're not good on offense. Great, we're, we're really good on defense, but we're not a good offensive team. You don't score in the first quarter. The first time you did it in weeks was against the Browns, and I think the Browns just gave up. So. And that was like the second to last game of the season. So it was like, you know, he he knows what we are. He knows he's not even that good anymore. So, yeah, you don't stand a chance against Kansas City. So you might as well just go out there and have as much fun as you can. Because you have nothing to lose. The only team that has something to lose here is Kansas City. You're supposed to be in the Super Bowl. So. Yeah. 
I mean, I, like I didn't, I don't know, I didn't know that he actually said that yeah. largely because I just kind of, uh, I just kind of assumed they were memeing it as they do everything. But I guess he did actually say that. That's funny. But also, he's about to retire finally, yeah, so I, I get you know just being honest and saying like, hey, this is not, <laughs> we are not, we're not a good team. team. We're not a good team. They're not though. Like they're they're middle of the pack, lower middle of the pack on offense, upper tier defense, and it, yeah. and it, you would think we would have a chance, but Ben plays so terribly. I can't say terribly, but his long ball isn't accurate anymore, so we can't even move no. the ball down the field. So you I, don't I scare anybody on offense. I think you can say terribly. Um, but that's so. That's just another. Just well, our offense, thing. I think. I, well, here's my thing. If our offensive line wasn't so terrible, I think Ben would play better. True, that's valid. Yeah, but he's so he's always under duress. I don't. I, there's yeah. very few snaps where I think Ben looks calm behind his line. Yeah. So, um. That's the crazy thing about sports, though, is when it's gone, it's gone. <laughs> like, there's no warning. Like Peyton, Peyton won that national championship, but he but it was gone. Good. It was gone. Super Bowl. I, I'm mixing my sports, but right. it was gone. He did not look good. He didn't, <laughs> he didn't look good in that game. No, he didn't. Not at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out, shout out to my, shout out to my boy Von Miller for uh, getting Peyton a ring. Man, um, man. They see, see. Here's the thing: we, we won't spiral out of control. But, but listen, because I know we sort of agree on this. The NFL is rigged, right? Yeah. Occasionally, not every year. Occasionally. So Last you year. brought this up. You brought this up, right? Um, they gave the Saints the Super Bowl because of Hurricane Katrina. Yep. The Saints beat the Colts. Mm-hmm. So when Peyton said he was going to retire, mm-hmm. the NFL owed Peyton a Super Bowl yep. because they took one from him to give it to the Saints, Saints because they felt the city needed it. So Peyton got his on the way out, even though it was gone. Yeah. I mean, listen, if you if you believe in, in NFL conspiracies, I don't believe it's rigged every single year, but I do think sometimes they, they force some things. Um I don't know like what last year's last year's, no, last year's I don't know what, last year's Super Bowl was definitely rigged. You mean to tell me he goes to Tampa Bay where the Super Bowl is going to be played and then they win a championship game? <laughs> you, you, you want to know what proves to, that game was rigged to me was the NFC Championship game where they didn't go for it on fourth fourth and go. Yeah, that was point shit. And then game. and then and then on third and on third down, Rodgers didn't run. Yeah. Because he thought he was going, because he probably thought they were going to go for it on fourth. And I also yeah. still, and even if he, even if he did, I do still think that was point shading because he didn't run. Yeah, because he would have gotten a touchdown or at least got tackled at like the one yard line. One and, and then you have one play from the one or two, and you just, you know, yep. there's some things that you do. So, yeah, so yeah. Um, point shading, yeah. Yeah, so so we don't need no real picks for this one. We know that the Chiefs are going to win. It's just about how the Chiefs are going to win. Now, if the, the Steelers win, win, if the Steelers win, um, y'all are winning the rigged. Super Bowl, and it's going to be rigged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I'll take it. I'll take it. Because I already think us making the playoffs is the start of the rigged story. <laughs> Oh man! Not that they took the Colts out because yeah, no, you might be right because we because we literally beat the Cardinals and the Patriots and decided and to just lose to against terrible teams. 
and then lost to the freaking Raiders and the Jags. Okay, and the Raiders lost the sunshine. And Raiders made the playoffs. Yeah, they and should got, and, the then, and then beat and then got beat by the Bengals, who who won their first uh, playoff game for thirty one years. This is this is gonna spiral, so we can't stay in the NFL too long. But at some point, we need to have the conversation about how Andy Dalton never won a playoff game, but was in the playoffs every single year. I blame uh, the coach because I because I think we forgot that that happened, and mm, I do too. He no, was not I'm, a good coach, and he stayed there forever. But I do think some people forgot that that was a thing, but it's like no, they were in the playoffs for like six, seven, eight years. It was, I think it was like eight to nine straight years. And, and, never like, and, I think, and never won again. And I think there's a few times they won the division. Like they won the AFC North and had a home playoff game. And lost. And lost. And lost. And lost. So so we're both we're both on the Chiefs. Uh yeah. Rams Cardinals. Rams Cardinals. Rams. Who are you picking? Rams. Rams. Yeah. I want to pick the Rams, but I can't trust them. Is he not their Matthews, nah. Rams. Right. But like okay, but like Matthew Stafford has been playing like Trash. So has Kyler Murray. That whole team has been kind of uh, yeah, since DeAndre yeah. Hopkins got hurt and since Kyler Murray got back, came back. Yeah, I no. mean, I mean, because because their whole offense is uh, Kyler Murray running around like a bad kid that you can't catch, <laughs> and then saying, "Yep, DeAndre back there, <laughs> yeah. DeAndre down there somewhere." Yeah. yeah so yeah, <laughs> no, I don't. I, don't, I, I truly, I, I think the Rams are going to just. Because they don't, the Cardinals don't run the ball that well. They run the ball well enough, but I don't think it's that well. And I think, I think the they don't run it well enough that the Rams can can beat them. Yeah, that's, that's the that's the Rams' Achilles heels. If you run it down their throat, they kind of they kind of suspect. But I think the, the, I think the defense will get get to Kyle Murray a few times, and then the Rams will get ahead. Which will allow uh, the Rams to still pin their ears back and go after them because I think they're gonna. I don't think they're gonna be able to run the ball that much. Yeah, the the thing is, if this is a Rams team that it should be, who has a chance to win a Super Bowl, and they should one, they should have a chance. Two, they should make it with all the first round picks that they're giving up because yeah. at some point you need proof of concept. Yeah. If this is a Rams team that can make a Super Bowl, they'll blow out the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. If if this is a Rams team that's BSing, they're gonna win by like three points. The Cardinals are gonna like, Matthew Stafford's gonna throw like three picks. I'm pretty sure the Cardinals lost to Detroit. Uh, they did. I know for a fact they did. Yeah. So, yeah, no, they can. That should be a Rams, a Rams win. Yeah. It should be a Rams win. All right. That's fair. So, uh, unless something miraculous happens in 32 seconds, uh, the Niners are going to beat the Cowboys. Yes. Which, is anyone surprised? No. I, I, I just want to know. I am. I am. Um, it's the Cowboys, man. I know, and like, it's crazy because like it, 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 should, it the cow, like we, I get it that the Cowboys, the Cowboys are gonna cowboy, but like the 49ers also have like this kind of, they're good, but, but something the, happens. But every single year, the 49ers are the perfect playoff team. If they get to the playoffs, they're always a team you don't want to play because they're gonna run the ball and play defense, and they have. Nick Bosa, so it's like, like they're gonna be trash for sixteen or, oh my god, they're gonna be trash for sixteen or seventeen games. Get to the playoffs, run the ball down your throat, make the game miserable, and they're gonna win a game or two. 
Like, it, it happens literally every year. They're not the team that you want to face in the playoffs. And yeah. the Cowboys are going to Cowboys. But like, that's, and that's the thing. But, like, I still think – because, like, you still got Jimmy G. Even when I said it, I, 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 I burned up. Like, Jimmy G. Jimmy G. Jimmy G. Took he has two of them, yeah. I believe. Yeah, but Jimmy G took them to a Super Bowl. Or, he did. Or rode – he he rode the the he rode the tracks as they. No, he actually had he, he actually had uh each game each playoff game before the Super Bowl he had great games, so he actually played oh, well in all oh, of those games yeah. until the Super Bowl. And then he got that stupid contract and was like, "No, nah, I'm good. <laughs> let me go. Let me go. Let me go date some models or something." <laughs> um. Okay. So so I, we're I'm gonna pick the Rams too. I just don't know that I believe it. Um. So the Bucks beat the Eagles 31 31 15. That was a fake game. No, nah, not That's almost game. like the Chiefs Steelers game. It really wasn't yeah. it's not fair. No, but shout out to Jalen Hurts for getting them there. I mean, at the end of the day, I, I think it's too you can never say who won a trade in one year. Like you just can't. But at the end of the day, the Colts traded for Carson Wentz. Colts are not in the playoffs and the Eagles are. So and you know, different divisions, all that kind of stuff. You can't say who won in a year, but I mean, he did something, and, and he did. I don't know how he. I don't know if he's going to be good long term, but he did enough in the instance of like they have two first round picks, high picks. I'm pretty sure are like decent pick. No, they have three picks maybe because they have theirs. They have the Colts and maybe someone else's, maybe the Bears or something like that. They have two or three first up. round picks. They have two or three first-round picks, and they don't have to spend one on a quarterback. Now, even if they take one next year, which is the better quarterback draft, at least he's good enough that they can build around, and yeah. he's going to get a, a, a chance to be a long-term option. Now, so, I, I have to look because I haven't really, I didn't pay attention to much uh, Eagles game because the NFC least. Uh, what do they need? Everything. They're old. <laughs> All their good players are old. Like mm-hmm. they had, remember they had that really dominant defensive line for a while. Yeah, all of those guys are like 30, 32, 34. Uh, they they have uh, Kelsey's brother, but he's getting old. He'll probably retire shortly. Um, they have well, they had Zach Ertz, but he's old and he is now on the Cardinals. Um, I can't name a young player on that on their team besides uh, the Smith and Hurts. <laughs> so they they need just about everything. So they might have a Forty Niners pick actually because they traded away. Is that uh, who it is? Because uh, they traded away. Oh no no no! They might have Arizona. That's why I said because they traded away. Uh, what's his name? The tight end. They didn't get a first for that though. Uh, we, uh, you may have actually, you may have actually been right. No, the 40, the 49ers always had two. Or did they trade up for Trey Lance? No, you might no, be right. The they had the pick, 49ers. They the pick, yeah. I, I, are you sure? Are you sure they didn't trade up from like four to five, four to two, or something like that? Either way, they have two or three first-round picks. Yeah. You don't have to be accurate. This isn't an NFL podcast. They have two or three first-round picks, and they don't have to pick a quarterback. True. Um and then the Bills just destroyed the Patriots, forty-seven to seventeen. Josh Allen had more touchdowns and incompletions. He had four incompletions the whole game. Five touchdowns. Yeah, um, that's nuts. That is, oh, Dallas, just sad. Um, it really surprised me actually. Um, 
it was a it was a revenge game in in Buffalo. They, they I, I feel like Buffalo didn't feel like they should have lost that game before, and that it was like kind of a tundra game. Yeah, from earlier in the season, so it makes perfect sense. Oh, the ref got in the way. Ooh, I don't yeah. know. Oh, that's messed up. Um. So it made perfect. I knew I knew the Bills were gonna win. I didn't think it was gonna be a blowout, but I knew the Bills were gonna win. Also, the Patriots yeah. had a rookie quarterback. Like it was, and I think he's the only rookie quarterback in the playoffs. Probably, yeah. Yeah. So you, you can talk about that. It was Tom Brady it was this whole time, but Bill and a rookie quarterback made the playoffs. Yep. But a very old defense because you talk about you talk about Eagles being old. That that Patriots defense is old. Yeah, very old. Uh, so yeah, that's 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 a little NFL recap, I guess. Rundown. We'll probably try to throw in a little bit of the NFL. But next, the next weeks, we are actually going to do tiers, so we will have more Big Ten uh, uh, stuff to talk about. So maybe we won't get to the NFL. But we're going to go ahead and take a quick little break, and then we're going to come back and rapid-fire some actual Big Ten things. So if you are still here, I uh, appreciate you for listening to the to our national championship conversation and then an NFL conversation on a Big Ten podcast. But we will be right back. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And welcome back to Land Grant Holy Land's I-70 football show. As always, I am your host, Jordan. And as always, I'm here with my co-host, Dante. And we are now 42 minutes into the podcast, actually going to talk about the Big Ten. How about that? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So because we just talked about the NFL, I have a question first. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've seen this on Twitter or not. Do you believe in the... Do you believe in the belief that the Big Ten prepares better, prepares players better for playoff games, especially in the cold weather? I like. Do you believe? I, so I, I'm not going to say that it the the Big Ten itself prepares players better, but I think being up north helps that. I think it's just the the the, uh, the location is helps. I don't think the conference itself is helping is to prepare these players because I, I still think um, uh, SEC has more ready skill players and then every uh, 
I don't know about that. Remember, we talked about that. A lot of the best wide receivers in the league are from the Big Ten. Remember, we did that on one of the I, episodes. I, I, skill, player, skill player does not always mean receiver. Okay. Yeah. But that's fair. Yeah. And I and then I think as well. Then I But who are the who are the best running backs in the league? Jonathan Taylor's from the Big Ten, Derrick Henry's from the SEC. Um Zeke used to be one of the best ones. He's from the Big Ten. Saquon was good, he's from the Big Ten. Uh who am I? Who is Saquon I've never been a I've never been a Saquon fan. That's why I, I said he used I, to I be just don't I don't uh, hear yeah, he at least had a lot he had a lot of hype. Yeah. Who are else are the really, really good running backs? Um Gurley used to be good. He's from the SEC. SEC. Uh, I mean, it doesn't Leonard matter. Fournette, I, think the, SEC. I think Leonard Fournette was never good. He had one good season. Let's be honest. Uh, I don't know because like he was good in Jacksonville. It was just Jacksonville. Nah, he was. Yeah, he had one good year. That's what I said. And he was good last year. He was good for not the whole year. It was definitely the second half. It was the second half. But okay, so if we're talking about hype, because you said that about Saquon, he had a lot of hype coming out of college. Right. Way too much, honestly. Listen, I've never been a Saquon fan because I told everyone Saquon is just a big play hitter, and if you actually watch him play, he's going to go one yard, one yard, two yards, negative three yards, negative four yards, and then he's going to run for 50, and it's going to even out his numbers and make you think he had a good game, but he didn't. He's he's going to rush for 80 yards. He's going to rush for 80 yards and a long of 65, which means on all of his other carries, he had 15 yards. And I don't like running backs like that. I need you to be consistent. So I was, I've never been on the Saquon thing because I've watched him get shut down too much. He, I don't think he, I don't think he's ever had a good game against Ohio state. He had one decent game, but he also returned a kickoff for a touchdown and they still lost that game. But most of the times he played Ohio state, he got shut down and he did that in some other big games too. And I just don't think a good, like, you don't always have to get 100 yards, but a good running back should never – a great running back, I should say, which is what people said he was and how he got drafted in the top five, a great running back should never be held to, like, less than 20 or 30 yards on a bunch of carries. And he did that a couple of times in college. Yeah. So I just don't think people he, actually he, watched He's him. probably used – he's probably going to be – he would be used the best if he had a uh, – if it was, like, a one-two punch running back tandem. If, if, if he was um, – who who's who's the other running back on the Cowboys? Uh not Zeke, the other one. Uh Pollard. Yeah. He would he's he's a supercharged Pollard. Mm-hmm. Maybe not anymore because he keeps getting injured, which is another thing. But like yeah, he's a supercharged Pollard. If if he had a Zeke or another running back and he could, you know, get but the thing, thing is I think I think Saquon is Zeke. I think he no, needs Sa- a Pollard. Saquon is Pollard who needs a Zeke. He, he's not Pollard's been the more consistent running back for the past few years now. Right, but I'm saying Pollard as in the style okay. of how they run. Okay. That's what I was about to say, because Saquon's built like Zeke. Yeah, but he runs like Pollard. He's not a he's not an up the tackle kind of guy. Mm. He's an outside bounce it really fast. So, uh, he okay, so he does he would need yeah. a Zeke. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, okay, I think you worded it better, though. I think it became a Big Ten versus SEC thing just because of the Power Five conferences, which is disrespectful because NFL players do come from every conference. Oh, and yeah, I don't yeah. know the numbers. I was going to say, everybody else know. produces, like, linemen and uh, linebackers very well. So, 
Yeah, so I, I think they were just kind of saying, but I do, I do think you know, not that you know any recruiter listening to this, but it is, it is helpful sometimes if, if you're from the south to go up north and get used to playing in the yeah. cold. Yeah. Because if you if you played college in the SEC and then you get drafted to a southern football team, you don't know how to play football when you have to go to Buffalo and it's ten degrees outside, yeah. and that is a skill. Like that is like to be That's able to different. ignore the cold. To be able to ignore the cold and still perform, and it's like we're not in the NFL, but we did that in Ohio. So yeah. like, like you know, like we know what it's like to go outside on a Friday night at seven o'clock and it's fifteen degrees outside and snowing and have to play the game. Yeah, um, like, so there was times I wasn't wearing sleeves. I was on it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I think. I understand why they said Big Ten just because it's the bigger conference. But in general, the better statement should be northern schools, yeah. cold weather states, mm-hmm. pre- prepare players better. And I would say that too because a lot of the time, a lot of a lot of the time, um, northern teams have those first few picks. Detroit, who plays inside, but you you know what I'm saying, Detroit, um, Cleveland. Yeah. Uh, New York Jets, Giants themselves, uh, yeah. and, and New England always, for some odd reason, has a middle pick because Bill knows what he's doing to get a pick or two. So it's like yeah. those cold, very cold areas. Uh, the, uh, Seattle, it gets cold there. Um, it rains a lot. Yeah. yeah. Um, Washington, who's always kind of high in picks, it, it gets cold there. Yep. So, yeah, I, 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 it, it prepares you for that. I think I think each power comp, power five conference prepare, does prepare does their best to prepare players for the NFL. But yes, if you play in a northern school, you're you're more prepared because you're ready for cold games. Yeah, and I mean that doesn't. It's not like it's a a, a major thing because that doesn't happen often. But <sighs> when it happens. When it happens, you do see the players. You get drafted to the AFC. You get drafted to the AFC North, man. You're you're done for. (laughs) And and Pittsburgh and Cleveland are literally right on the water. Who else is in the AFC AFC North? Baltimore is cold. I've never – I know it's cold. I've never been to Baltimore. Is Baltimore on the water, though? I have no idea. It is on the water, right? I have no idea. I think Cincy is near water, too. Yeah, because Cincy got the Ohio River. Yeah. So, like, not only are they cold, every single one of them gets wind from off the some form of body of water. So, yeah, that's miserable if you're not used to it. You imagine coming up up to Cleveland, their stadium's literally right on the water. Right on the water. It's windy. They get gross snow. You get that slushy stuff. Yeah, that's... Yeah, you're right. That's so. Hey, any, any recruits listening to this? It doesn't matter that it's the SEC. Go up north so you can you can perform the playoffs. That you heard it here first on the I seventy football show. Uh, go up north. It get cold in Kansas City. Yeah, it's they've had snow games. Kansas City was it. Yeah, it get cold there. Listen, you're stretching my you're stretching my knowledge of geography. So I'm just gonna let you have that one. I watched a lot. I watched. A, I've watched a lot of NFL. I saw Patrick Mahomes playing the snow game. You're right. You're right. That that does happen. You're right. Yeah. I just you know whatever. So so let's let's do some quick hidden things. Uh, let's let's talk about some coaching moves. Right. Um, we can start with um. These three kind of go together. So we'll talk about Ohio State, Notre Dame, and Michigan kind of together. Okay. So Ohio, Ohio State fires 
uh, Al Washington, who is their linebackers coach, and Kerry Combs, who is their DBs coach. But if you believe the rumors, neither one of these coaches were fired initially. Uh, the coach, Ryan Day, mm-hmm. supposedly, if you believe the rumors, wanted both of them to stay and sort of kind of different roles. Like, Kerry Combs would have had to stay as a DB's coach instead of a DC. So he had to take a promotion. Al Washington, who is not a linebacker's coach and should never have been a linebacker's coach because he, played, because he played nose tackle and all of his career until he went to Michigan, he was a D-line coach and doesn't know linebacker technique, which is why the linebackers were so bad. Okay, okay, that makes perfect sense. Cause I was he was going like, to have to... <laughs> he was going to take a quote-unquote demotion in the instance that the... Is he the one that had a linebacker on Smith? Huh? Is he the one that had a linebacker on Smith in that uh, game when he had... Uh, well, the- yeah, that was both of them because he coached the linebackers and Kerry Combs was the D.C. So that was a joint effort. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, terrible, right. Okay, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So terrible or not, again, the rumors are saying that... Uh, Ryan Day was going to keep Kerry Combs, but as just a DB's coach and mm-hmm. not the defensive coordinator. And Al Washington, again, Larry Johnson is 70. He's one of the best defensive line coaches ever. The rumors are this is going to be his last season. So they were going to they were going to keep Al Washington. He was going to help with the DBs this season, mm-hmm. help with the D-line this season, and then take over again, supposedly, next season. And Al Washington said, F that. Kerry Combs said F that. So then they got fired. That's what the rumors say. I kind of believe it though because I didn't believe, because in the instance of now every single defensive coach at Ohio State has been fired except Larry Johnson and I don't believe that Ryan Day wanted to do that. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted to do that. I've been begging for him to do it but I don't believe he was going to fire all of his coaches. I, I, and so I, I, I agree with you. I don't, I've, cause I've seen Ryan Day make weird, stupid decisions. So I, and, <laughs> and keeping, and keeping all of his defensive coordinators would be a weird, stupid decision. So yeah. I, I believe and, he didn't want to do that either. And a lot of Ohio State fans and people in general have made reasons to keep them. Like a lot of people, even at Land Grant Holy Land, say that said that they should have kept Combs because he's a great recruiter and he's a proven DB's coach, which is fine. Okay. But I've always said I've always said the whole time he's a he's a man, bro. And it's like nobody wants to take that kind of demotion. Yeah. And he's older. He's older. He wants to be a DC or a head coach. He can't go back again. Yeah. And like despite how much he loves Ohio State, he just can't go back again. So I never thought he was staying. And personally I don't get the hype of Al Washington, which leads us to the next thing that we're going to talk about. But a lot of people, supposedly he's a good recruiter, which is fine. But I think there's a lot of people that can be a good recruiter. I'm say y'all have had great linebackers. Yeah. It's just used to wrong. <laughs> right. You're not even an Ohio State fan, and you could recruit to Ohio State. Ohio Probably. State recruits to itself. Yeah. You just have to be a good person. You just have to be a good person and make relationships with people. Ohio State does the rest. Like, it's not like trying to get people to freaking go to, like, Akron or, like, to yeah. go to Buffalo or something. We'll like, it's Ohio a, State. A, 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 a HBCU. Yeah, like, it's Ohio State. You don't have to do that much work. Just don't be an asshole and, and tell them why they shouldn't go to Bama. Like, that's the whole conversation. Yeah, that's kind of really what it is. It's, it's <laughs> really just like, hey, don't go to, don't go to the SEC. <laughs> or come, it's like, come it's to like, us. Yeah, literally. It's like, so, but yeah, so they fired both of them. 
But this is what I'm excited about, uh, and Ohio State fans to be excited about. They hired Perry Alano, and I don't follow coaches, but once I knew who he was, it was good. He is the DB's coach at Cincinnati, who, um, yeah. Yeah, Ohio State little brother Cincinnati and was like, you can't have the best DBs coach in the state. So we're going to bring him up 71 to Ohio State. Uh, we're going to change that black to gray. We can keep the red, but we're going to change that black to gray. He's going to be a Buckeye. Um, I'll check out black. Yeah, but Cincinnati, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. We do. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so they took him. He's the guy that uh, helped develop two first-round potential picks. They should both go in the first round this year. They are both first-team All-Americans. Uh, and supposedly, for the people who really care about recruiting, because it is important, he's credited for getting Cincinnati in the South. If you don't know, Ohio State can go into the South, but it is not easy to get players from Florida, Texas, Alabama, et cetera, yeah, to come yeah, to Cincinnati. Yeah. Um, and even Ohio so, State be having their – it's still kind of a – not a struggle, but yeah. it, takes, it takes some effort. For Ohio right. State, too. So. so he's gotten some good players out of the South. And then they hired Tim Walton, who – and I need to – before you react to this, if you don't know who he is, I have to clarify. He was there before the coach, okay? He's been there for a while. They hired that, Tim that makes Walton it worse. from the Jags. That makes it worse. And you want to know why that makes it worse? Because that means he is used to being mediocre to terrible. I don't know, man. I Listen, I'm not going to pretend that I know a whole lot about him. But the one thing that I do know is Jalen Ramsey, who is the best corner we've seen since um, Revis, said that he's the best coach he's ever had. Okay. So that, is, just, that is an endorsement I'll accept. <laughs> like, the, reason why, the only reason why I say that is because I do believe I, – I, I believe um, Urban was a big problem in Jacksonville, but I do believe Jacksonville being okay with being terrible was a problem was why Urban was a problem in Jacksonville. That's that's fair. Yeah. Cuz Urban cannot handle losing. That's yeah. fair. Yeah, and I think he I think a lot of people were okay with being being terrible. Just, you know, making yeah. their money cuz I didn't think players were okay with being terrible and making their money and being in the NFL. And then it's like, "All right, I want to be a winner. I'll Go get a contract somebody somewhere else. Yeah, that that's fair, and we'll see we'll see how it works out. But uh, Tim Walton, one thing about Tim Walton though is he is a Buckeye. Uh, he played at Ohio State in the nineties, okay. um, and then he he has a seventeen year coaching career um, with DBs. And again, regardless, uh, Jalen Ramsey said that he's the best DBs coach he's ever had. So I'm excited about that. Uh, and you can't accept losing. You want to be at Ohio State? That gets you fired. So we're yeah. Whatever. So, but continuing, because this is not an Ohio State podcast, Ohio State fires Al Washington. Michigan hires Mike Elston, who's a D-line coach from Notre Dame, because their D-line coach went to USC. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know how I feel about this, because I've never once watched uh, Notre Dame and be like, ooh, their D-line is killing them. Nah. Like, 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 so it's like, I'm not saying he's a bad coach. But Notre Dame does get good players, and I've never watched a Notre Dame game like, oh, that D-line's crazy. Like, like they've had great linebackers, and there's a lot of like, oh, that linebacker's a great yeah, blitzer. Yeah, yeah. They have great tight ends. Because if we're in the front four or three, it doesn't matter. I don't think they've really had a great front four or three. <laughs> Here's the thing. Here's the thing. You don't know, and I don't know, because it's not memorable. Yep. I don't know what they run. 
I can tell you what Bama runs. I can t- like I can tell you what a lot of people run because I watch football, but I don't know what they run because and I, I don't think watch Notre Dame anyway. I don't know yeah, if for some reason this game just feels racist, so I'm watching them. But but that continues the domino. So he goes to to Michigan. A lot of people are happy about it. Again, I don't know why because I haven't seen anything that. I'm, again, I'm not. I'm not. I don't follow coaching like that. You can't follow everything, especially when you're doing it for free. So he could be a really good coach. I'm not saying he's not. I'm just saying I have not been impressed by any of his defensive lines. So I don't know how right. excited Michigan should be, especially when they're going to have to develop a lot of young guys because their two best players are going to the NFL. But. Because of that, Notre Dame hires Al Washington to coach their D line. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, and that is at least he's coaching what he knows, <laughs> right? But that 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 brings up an interesting conversation that we're going to probably have a couple of times in the off season. But I just want to I just want to broach it really quickly. And if you haven't thought about it, I just want. I want you to look into it, and then we can maybe talk about it another time. Okay. Have you paid attention to how Marcus Freeman is filling out his staff? No, I have not. So, basically, everyone on the staff is, like, 30, and most of them are, like, former Buckeyes. Like, it's like, it's, it's like so he's young. That's kind of smart. No, it's not, because they're not the good former Buckeyes. Okay, but no, 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 that's not the part I'm talking about. Them being okay. young. They're more so, relatable. You can relate okay. to your players because you're not 50, 60, 70. So, so that's a good point, and I want to ask you about it. Because I'm I'm torn on if this is like an old school mentality in me or if he's actually doing something really smart. And I, I think there's no in-between. It's either going to work or it's going to crash and burn. I like that his coaching staff is young. <clears throat> I don't like that it's all young because it has almost been proven that young coaches sometimes struggle and it's it's, it's, <clears throat> it's important to have an older figure to mm-hmm. help you guide through it. Okay. There's like I no one there's like no one old on the staff. Well, I'm not how, I, like now they might not be old, but how much experience? Like how many years coaching? It de- it depends on who you're talking, talking about, about, and that's right. why we that's so I know for a fact that their offensive coordinator is in his second year as an offensive coordinator, and he's 29. He's a former Notre Dame. Notre Dame yeah, he's a former Notre Dame quarterback. Al Washington's like 30 I, I did something. see that. That I did see. Yeah. Al Washington's thirty something, but he hasn't done anything impressive anywhere. He's a, he's a, again he's a solid recruiter, and I really think that's how they built the staff. But I don't for think recruiting. they thought about. I don't think they thought about the football side of it. Because, mm-hmm. like, yeah, for recruiting, your first reaction is right. You're going to take a 30-year-old to the house, and they're going to relate to the players and make Notre Dame seem cool, which is really hard. But <laughs> are they good Are they good coaches, though? Al Washington, in my opinion, is not a good coach. Now, maybe he's better once he gets back to D-line because yeah. he wasn't a good linebacker's coach. But I, I'm just not – like, it's just like there's – very heavy potential that this fails because every staff on the every one on the staff is like thirty two years old. Yeah, and, and it's going to suck because what? What is this? Is Notre Dame's first black coach, right? Head coach. Uh, it's it's their second. Second. So like yep. it, it's you know, it's almost like he's setting himself up for failure, which kind of sucks because I want him to be successful, even though it's still Notre Dame. I I do want them to be successful because just for him. Yeah, and and that's the thing. Like, I I don't know. It's like I 
I, I feel the same way. Mm-hmm. I want y'all. I want them to be. I want him to be successful because, um, I mean, he's a he's a black head coach at Notre Dame. That doesn't happen often. Yeah. And as we see, as we've seen in um, the NFL, there's only one black head coach in the NFL. Yeah. It's still, um, it might back up to two because it looks like the Texans are about to try to hire uh, Flores. So okay. Yeah, I've seen that rumor uh, going around that they're thinking about hiring him, which would be a very good hire for them. I, I, and I still, I just don't understand why Miami did that. But I, again, remember what I said about the Jags? I think Miami is also that same. Like we live in Miami, so we, we you know, it's still fine. It's, we got the sun, we got the water. So like, I'm okay being terrible because I'm in Miami. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I mean, you're not wrong. So mm-hmm. let's go down the staff really quickly, right? We talked about their offensive coordinator. Their wide receivers coach, I, I, I don't know his name. His name is Chasney Stuckey. I don't know anything about him. Me but here's the thing. He's a, he's a five-year NFL vet. That's cool, right? Okay. Here's the thing that concerns me. Stuckey has only been coaching for three years. <sighs> that Man. concerns me. I'm not saying it's not going to work, but it, but it concerns I, I mean, I get, I give you that, but it's like at some point, you know, there's, there's got to be good coaches. Yeah, but like he could coach at Kent State, coach for five <laughs> years, and then go to like, and that's the thing. Maybe, maybe it's just the the old way of the NFL, the old way of coaching that I have, I haven't got out of me, which is why I think is important. And I'm not saying it's not going to work. It's going to mm-hmm. be interesting to follow because no one builds their staff this way, yeah. and it's it's really just all of his friends. Like he got on, he hired all of his friends, and they hope. Isn't it that what Jim did with what's his name? Isn't that what who did? Isn't that I can't think of his name, bro. He coached. He coached the Cowboys to to five hundred every year while he was there for ten ten years. Yes, that's what Urban, yeah, but Urban did that after he won national championships. So it's like you're doing this in your first job. So the old head on the staff is, is Harry Heidstead, mm-hmm. who uh he, he's an older guy. He just came from the Bears, but he was there before. Yeah. Um and then the Titans coach has 30 years of coaching experience, so that's cool. Um, the defensive line coach is Al Washington. We already talked about that. The linebackers coach is James Laurinaitis, former Buckeye, who has never been a college coach before. Has he coached before? No. He was <sighs> doing media. He uh-huh. was doing media. Um, and, and here's the thing. It's not guaranteed that he's the linebackers coach. He could be an analyst, and so maybe they haven't announced the coach. But either way, it's looking like it's James Laurinaitis. Either way, James Laurinaitis is on the staff. He's mm-hmm. never coached before. That's his best friend. He's hiring his friends. Yeah. And then the quarterbacks coach uh, was one of the defensive backs coaches at Cincinnati. Another friend, a young guy who he coached with when he was at Cincinnati. Um, and then the the safeties coach, I don't know how old this guy is. Um, oh, wait, wait, wait. He's young because he was a defensive analyst and a graduate assistant. Mm-hmm. And now he's the safeties coach. So this is probably his first full-time coaching job. Yeah. Um, so, you know... I'm not saying it's not going to work. But it, the average it, it's team, not look, yeah, it's not looking it, good. It's just, it's just not conventionally smart. Yeah. And not everything that's conventional is good. But I don't know that I'm building my first staff like that. That's all I'm saying. So that's going to be fun. That's going to be interesting to watch. Um, so so we'll see. We'll see how it works. Uh, I, I don't know. 
I'm I'm concerned, and I'm mm-hmm. not a Notre Dame fan. And if I was a Notre Dame fan, I would be concerned. I'll say that. It is a it is it it is a little unconventional, but you never know. Yeah, it might work the first two years, and then. Well, that's what happened with the first black coach at Notre Dame. He was really good his first year. He was decent his second. He was trash his third year, and then he got fired. Oh man, they only gave him three years. That's crazy. JJ Gill yeah. got ten. I'm so <laughs> <laughs> man. Um, so then the last piece of Big Ten news, which is just, you know, uh, Mel Tucker fired the defensive line coach from Michigan State, and he was, the la- he was the last guy from the old staff. Mm-hmm. So this is going to be Mel Tucker's full staff. And uh, Mel Tucker needs to see – Mel Tucker needs to he, – he already got the money, but at least for, like, fans like us, we need to see why he got the money. Yeah. So it's going to be important and that he keep. gets this higher right, yeah. you know. But, hey, I will say this. I'm not going to lie. You just brought up Jason Garrett. There are a lot of white coaches who are not good and make a lot of money. So if Mel Tucker's a bad coach, hey. I don't care. White, white people get to be bad coaches sometimes. I'm just being sometimes. honest. Black, <laughs> Most of black the time. Guys, black guys, black coaches never get to be bad. I mean, Brian Flores wasn't even bad, and he got fired. Exactly. David Cully, I think his name, the guy for the Texans, he had one season, didn't even get a chance. Didn't yeah, get a chance. He, he, he was put into a losing situation regardless. And then and then they fired him. And yeah, maybe yeah. they hired Brian Flores, so they hired Black Coats, so it's like a wash or whatever, but still. No, it's just, it just, it, no, because in a way, it still doesn't make any sense because you didn't give him yeah. a real chance. You just, no, it, like, what are you. What are you going to do with one season a year when your best quarterback, uh, your the one of the best quarterbacks in the league, and your quarterback is on the sideline because he can't keep his hands off of women? Yeah, and this is after what's the name got rid of yeah yeah your defensive your, your defensive player, um, your best receiver, like got in, that, in that franchise history, like traded a bunch oh, of first oh. round picks for an offensive lineman. Yeah, I, I don't and, know, man. And, and, and speaking of that, speaking of white men being allowed to be bad coaches, he's gonna get a, he's gonna get a head coaching job. He went he he spent one year. You you haven't seen the rumors? There's a lot of people interviewing him for head coaching jobs. He spent one year in the Nick Saban coaching rehabilitation program. Yeah, uh, why am I losing his name right now? Yeah, he got fired. He spent one year in the Nick Saban rehabilitation program. He's their offensive coordinator right now. And well, he's an offensive coordinator before. Yeah, Bill O'Brien. That's his name. That's his name. He's there before. There's at least I've seen at least three, but it may have been four of the jobs interviewing him, and yeah, a lot I'm of cool. people. I, are, I, 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 man, <laughs> man. And, all and, right. and here, and here's what they're saying. Well, he was a good coach before he became a GM. So as long as you don't no, let him be a GM, no, he can be a good coach. Because no, he was making stupid decisions on the field. Hey. He, he, he's he's proof. There's proof. Okay, man. All right. I, whatever. Cool. <laughs> whether who he goes to, I, they deserve it. They deserve it. Uh, what comes? What comes there? Uh, he's not going to a school. He's getting an NFL coach. He's, he's he's so <laughs> yeah. What are you talking about? He's gonna get an NFL job. I'm, That's what I'm talking I, about. I, I'm alright, bro. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, so, so now let's get you up your bro, because that's definitely you. Wow, wow. <laughs> so, so now that I've effectively made that'd be like Jimmy Jackson as a head coaching job, but I, mm, yeah, well, Jeff Fish, bro. Mm, mm. 
Yeah, yeah, sorry. I didn't mean to ruin ruin your day, but at least you won't be surprised when it happens because he's interviewed for at least three or four jobs. Oh, my God. Um, I wouldn't even bring that man in for an interview. Yeah. They're they're saying there's a decent chance he either gets the Jacksonville job or the Miami job from what I've heard so far. So, I mean, I don't have sources. And if if either one of those teams does hire him, my point was proven. Those teams just like being trash to mediocre. Yep. Basically. They just enjoy being that bad. They just enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's mind blowing to me. I can't believe I can't believe it either, honestly. Uh so that that's wild. One Mm. year. One year one year out of the league. And, and David Cully, I think his name, gets one year with the worst watch, roster in the NFL and gets fired. So, <laughs> and 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 while we're why this game's on TV, Eric Bieniemy cannot get a job. He can't get an interview, but, bro. But but McDonald is that his name? Uh, 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 the the Patriots OC. Mm-hmm. They try to give him the job and he won't take it. Every year the Colts did it. Every year. Teams try to give him a job, yeah, and he no. says no because he's waiting for Bill Belichick to retire. But Eric Bieniemy can't get a job to save his life. Brian Leftwich can't every, get the interview. Well, but Brian Leftwich is younger, at least. Eric Bieniemy has been the, has been the, uh, Kansas City's offensive coordinator for like four or five years. Yeah, Brian Leftwich needs to get a job. I'm not saying he does. I'm just saying he's young. And speaking of that, shout out to Andy Reid because Andy Reid gave up play calling duties because he said. Brian Leftwich needs to get a head coaching job, so I'm going to let him be the head, the play caller, so teams recognize that it's him and not me, mm-hmm. and nobody else is doing that. Especially, no one else is doing that. It's too much pride in the league, and so I support. I, mean, I support and, him um, for that. Uh, 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 no, it's not Andy because Andy Reid's the Chiefs. You mean? Um, um, yeah, I'm sorry, not Andy Reid. Uh, the Buccaneers had Bruce Arians. Bruce Arians, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The Buccaneers, the Buccaneers head coach, yes. Uh, Andy, but 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 Andy Reid did something similar for Eric Bieniemy, so it still fits. Yeah, yeah. And Andy Reid has basically begged people to give Eric Bieniemy a job because every, he thinks he's every, so good. Every time they ask him about a coaching job, they go, "Right here, right here." He never gets it. But Bill O'Brien is going to get another job. So I'm that's, cool. I'm, I, that's, I, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Let's just get this over with. Uh, right. So. <laughs> So, right, so, so, so as always, our pit stops are a break from Big Ten content, just like when you're traveling I-70 uh, and you need a break from driving. Although this entire episode has been a break from Big Ten, so maybe this is a fever dream and this is just a, a whole episode of pit stops. Um, but my pit stop is moving is the absolute worst. Like, I hate moving with the passion, and I understand why people just buy a house at, like, 23, which and I think is stupid, by the way. And just stay there forever. Um, I hate moving. It it absolutely sucks. Um, But we needed an extra room. We wanted to be closer to downtown. Uh, So we moved from an apartment to a duplex. That's great. Whatever. But the process is miserable. The packing sucks. The actual moving sucks. I played high school football in Ohio, so I have a bad back and a bunch (laughs) of other issues for no reason. Um, Like It's just just not fun. Uh, The place that we're moving to has two has two sets of stairs it's not full flights but it's like two however you want there's a there's a little platform in the middle so it's pretty high up that we had to carry stuff up i had to carry a, a sectional hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on.
So, uh, if, if you wanted to know why we had to restart the episode earlier, it's uh, because Dante has a dog for a week or a weekend. Um, but we're, we're almost done. So, yeah, we're, we're, almost there. we're almost there. So, moving is just the worst thing ever. And I, I literally never want to do it again. Hopefully, next time I move, it's into my forever home. So, that's yeah. my pit stop. Uh, also, we did it for a reason. Uh, but don't move in the winter unless you absolutely have to. Oh, it's yeah. Not worth it. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, not, not, it's, not, it's not fun. It's not fun at all. No, nah, it's miserable. And yeah. then, like, it hasn't been cold in Ohio at all for a and, while. And, and then, of course, today. the day that we – Yeah, yesterday. And then the day that we moved, it was to get really, really cold. Yeah. It was, like, 50 degrees the day before. So, <laughs> whatever. Uh, but now it's snowing. What is, <laughs> right, literally. Uh, so, what, what's your pit stop? I just want uh, my pit stop is real simple. Uh, Russell Westbrook and his brother Ray are <laughs> just completely delusional, bro. Uh, uh, I, don't, I don't know if anybody's been paying attention, but like after every Laker games, Laker fans has these spaces on Twitter to talk about the games, and apparently now he's been jumping in these spaces. In one a few days ago, he said, uh, one of the things he said is, like, Russell Westbrook doesn't lead the league in turnovers, but y'all always keep talking yes, about turnovers. Does. I don't know. In the overall turnovers, he does. And then he's second in turnovers per game. So he might not lead the league, but he, he he's second. So it's still bad. Like, it's it's not like he's, like, 104th. You're, you're second. And you're not that far under second. Like, you're, like, 1A. Or one B, or James one A, and 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 I think and I think that's what it's on Russell Westbrook because James Harden has played every game. Russ has been there every game, and he's four like four and a half turnovers per game. And then and then like I think it was last night that man Russ' um, brother said that Stephen Adams was a, a dominant big man and he wasn't a role player for the Thunder when Russ was there. Okay. Yeah, like, so it's just just delusional, just delusional, and I, I don't know, I, I don't know how we've gotten to such a point in life where we, I don't know where when it began, and I, I, I don't know what side of it, but like criticism, like people can't take it, people don't want to take it, you, they call you a hater, and it's so weird. Yeah, it's it's really. Uh... It's really trash, and the the thing that blows me up, my mind about it is criticism, not not with everyone, right? But like amongst like friends, brothers, families, that like etc. Criticism is a form of love. Like if you don't care about someone or a fan of a team or whatever, you don't you don't bother to criticize. I actually tweeted this because I think it was Tyvis Powell. He said something. He tweeted something about this about real fans or something. I'm like that, and I'm like, no, real fans are critical because they care. Yeah. We understand that people. We understand that players and coaches are people, but that doesn't mean we're going to accept bullshit because at the end of the day, right? The, the we're fans of the brand. Like I'm a fan of the Colts. I'm a fan of Ohio State. I may be a fan of a player, but at college, the player's only there for three to five years. And the NFL, you can leave whenever. You can retire. Andrew Luck up and retired. Anthony Costanzo up and retired. So right. you're not always a fan of the person. You're a fan of the Lakers. Yeah, you're a fan of the Lakers, not Russ. So it's like for this thing where like you can't criticize people, you can't want better for your team. You just have to accept because they're human. They are human, and sometimes. 
maybe a lot of times people go too far. I mean, people make death threats and stuff like that over yeah, that's, that's stupid. But just saying Russ needs to stop turning over the ball or he should stop shooting that stupid bank shot or like he needs to be he a more needs to play better. Like, like when you say like in one of the interviews, he's like, I think fans just expect me to go out there and get 25, 30, 15, and 15. And it's like, no one wants that from me. Not a single person wants that from you. We just want you to get a layup. <laughs> you're missing layups, bro. And it's not like you're contested. You're missing wide open layup stage. You made five years ago. Yeah. Like it's like you're not even trying. And then and then to make it worse, he's not even he's not even pretending to care because he goes to the media and is like, turnovers don't matter. I just have to play I'm my game. To shots. I'm not like like what? Yeah. What? Weird. You're getting paid millions of dollars and you don't care. It's a thing like this is this is you know it's a thing with like NBA players who can't make free throws, like LeBron being one of them. Like 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 I understand you can't be great at everything, but like you get paid millions of dollars and you can't consistently make free throws. I'm not saying everyone has to be at ninety percent, but you shouldn't be below eighty. You shouldn't be below seventy. Like He's a sixty-something percent free throw shooter. Like, 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 but I have a higher expectation. No one in the league should be under 75 because you get paid millions. Sit your ass on the line and shoot 100 times, 200, 300, 400 times a day. And, and, because and, and, you and got paid. Like, he's refusing to shoot. That's weird. Like, like, you don't have to be great at everything. That's fine. But, like, the integral things to the game, every single player has to shoot three free throws at some point. You should be good at that. I don't need Joel Embiid to shoot a three. I don't. That's not his game. But I need him to shoot free throws. Like, like I don't need LeBron to be Steph Curry. Like, there, like I understand that people have roles, but there are things that everyone should be good at because you're getting paid millions of dollars. And so, like, Russ just, like, accepting eight, nine, ten turnovers a, a game, like, nah. Yeah, that's, that's, that's really weird to me. Dismiss me with that entirely. Yeah, yeah, and, and 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 to just act like there's n- there's nothing wrong with how you don't think you're playing bad. It's just okay. it, it, and then, then then to have people around you reiterate that same delusional statement to you and to other people and to your to the fans is is weird. And, and then this even him, I think Ray was like, when they get when they get into the playoffs and when the game slows down, ain't nobody gonna be able to stop them. Bro, he is one of the worst half court players in the NBA right now. And you gonna tell me when the game becomes mostly half court offense, it's supposed to get better? That's not how sports work. I hate that we're going to be good by the playoffs. No, I want to see it in the regular season. <laughs> like, like, I want to see it in the regular season. I want to see that you're going yeah, to be good. Yeah, because how am I supposed to believe you? Like, 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 if you said last year, like, if you were surprised by the Suns run last year, you didn't watch the regular season. Mm-hmm. I wasn't surprised because mm-hmm. they did it for 82 games, which is way too many. Like like I, I I like I've been watching Devin Booker for years. I knew what he could do, but yeah. you saw him do it. Mm-hmm. So like no, like I don't want to hear none of that. Oh, we're a veteran team. We're gonna be ready by the playoffs. No, you're not because you can't do it. You're not doing it now. You're not doing it now. And I don't care that that because again, and when you're telling me because in the playoffs, that's where defense runs up. You're you're still terrible at defense. So I'm supposed to believe you all you old men. And players that didn't play defense to begin with are supposed to ramp up their defense when the playoffs start. First of all, are you making the playoffs? 
<laughs> no, maybe. I mean, they really might not. It's they not might not. They're 21 and 22 right now. It's not a guarantee at all. So, I, I, that, that's, I just, I don't know. I don't know. And I knew this was going to happen. And I said, I told you this. I, 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 I don't know. I told this to my cousin, but I'll tell you now. LeBron James coming to the Lakers was bad for the Lakers because of what he has done before. At least what he just did with the Cavs before he got there. He made them old, made them overpriced, and then bounced. What are the Lakers now? Old and overpriced. And see, and and here's the thing. I'm not going to defend that because you really can't. It's proven. That's what happened. But you have to take the – and we have talked about this before. You have to take – you have to look at what is a priority for you. Um, and this happens in every sport. If you really, really want to win that ring, you you do what you have to do to win the ring. Mm-hmm. But there's a reason most people don't repeat. There's a reason most people win a ring and then fall off yeah. because they they got old, they got whatever, they got some, they got you know, they did what they did, they won the ring. So for some Lakers fan, maybe it's not for you, but for some Lakers fans, it was worth it because they got a ring for the first time in however many years. But you you struggle after that. Like, there's not many dynasties that – and every dynasty falls. And it's just unfortunate for the Lakers that they only got one and they couldn't get multiple, which maybe you could have predicted that because of how old LeBron was. But he's not – they didn't even give themselves a chance nope. with this roster this season. And that just blows my mind. It could have been a dynasty if they didn't get rid of all the people that were playing defense or just let them walk. All the players that played defense and why we were the number one defense in the league before they like, LeBron yeah. got hurt and stuff are gone. They're all gone. And then they and replaced the people, people who don't play defense. All people who don't play defense. Like, and I understand that Anthony Cruz was not the best player in the league, but he was a very good player for them. And he literally said he would have taken less to stay, and they let him go to the Bulls. He, he, he would have taken less than what the Bulls offered him, but he wanted close to what the Bulls offered him, and they said no. Yeah, it, well, that's what I meant, less to less yeah. than what – either way, he was worth it. It wasn't – a life-changing contract. He wasn't getting a hundred mil, and they give out a hundred mil to everybody. It was like eighty years or something. Like and it wasn't. But you were willing for some odd reason to take on Russ's contract when they could have had Caruso and Buddy Hield or Caruso and Lon. They could have had. They literally could have had the Bulls. Caruso wanted to stay. Demar Derozan wanted to come, and Lonzo, I think Lonzo wanted to go back. Yeah. Lonzo would have came back, and Lonzo, I, I, I will say it forever, Lonzo is a perfect player for them because he does everything that they need. Yep. They wanted someone to take the ball out of LeBron's hand. He's a true point guard and does assist. They needed someone to shoot threes. He's gotten significantly better at shooting threes. Can shoot threes. And they needed and, someone and, to play defense, and he's always played good defense, which is why he stayed in the league because he he he, he wasn't a 3 and D guy. He was an assist and D guy, and mm-hmm. that kept him in the league. Now he's a 3 and assist and D guy. And that kept him to the league until his game rounded out, which happens with young players. The only problem with Lonzo is he was taken number two. If he was taken six, seven, eight, nine, ten, everyone would love him. He was a little too overhyped. He is going to play for forever because he has the perfect game to slot with a lot of teams, and the Lakers let him go to the freaking Bulls. Yep. Yep. Everybody who's talking about the Westbrook. I'm mad with you, and I'm not even a Lakers fan. I'm just mad because it's sound business. Like it just made it made too much sense for it not to happen. So of course it didn't happen. Yep. Yep. So 
that's it uh we appreciate if you're still here we appreciate y'all listening to a largely non-big 10 episode we will get back to the big 10 but i think that was all fun conversations and if you like if you listen to a big 10 podcast i'm assuming you like all sports so it, it shouldn't have been that bad but if it is if it was that bad i apologize we will get back on topic um but as, as always thank you for listening thank you for traveling to i-70 with us um you can find me on twitter at jordan w330 uh dante where can they find you uh, Dante M10216. Alright, and we will catch you.